You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You know what I want? Hey, that's um, that's pretty good. The Raptors win 116 to 109 in overtime in what was a pretty exciting game, pretty good game to watch. I think that there's a lot of really great defense played, big shots made down the stretch by the Raptors and throughout, especially like Fred and, and especially Gary, 26 points off the bench, five boards, four assists, two steals. He was, I, I understand why the Raptors chose to play him down the stretch, right? So fantastic game from him. Probably most of all, if I'm going to say somebody put on the cape, um, Gary coming off the bench for 35 minutes, giving you 26, 5, and 4 is crazy and and very efficient to some huge shots. Yes, making the ones that kind of fall into his lap that are created elsewhere, but also a little bit of creation off of his own dribble too and getting into space, um, getting downhill just a smidge. And the, the jumper was going today. It was really impressive. Fred, man, 25 and 10, 56% from the floor, 55% from three. He was tremendous, you know, and no turnovers and 10 assists. He was sublime in this game. He, he made a lot of progressive reads and passes downhill that not only was Fred a guy who created a, some three-point looks for his teammates, but he was also a guy who created layups for his teammates. I think... Everybody should understand that layups are more valuable than threes as far as if you're creating them because not everybody can get to the rim on their own. And if you're a guy who can play make people into the rim, that is so, so valuable. And teams, they're so susceptible to those types of playmakers. It's not something Fred does all the time, nonstop. But in this game, he found it. And he also found a shot, 6 of 11 from downtown, a lot of threes, two of them in overtime, big shots too. And really help the Raptors keep the Wizards at arm's length. And OG and Precious, and especially OG, fantastic defense. A team effort. You know, not everything went right in this game. Even the things that went poorly. Pascal, we'll talk about his finish to the game in a bit, which was poor. Um, Pirtle, who couldn't really fit into this game because of the way that the Wizards were playing. Once again, they have Pirtle when they need him, but they can go small if guys bring their A game. The Raptors did down the stretch. Nice to see, but man, it, it was just nice to see that there, they had a lot of contributions from all over the roster. And, you know, Fred plays 40 minutes, sure. Pascal plays 37 and a half, OG 39. Yes, but that's within overtime. We're used to seeing these numbers um, in regulation. They're playing a bench now. I mean, Barton, he, he played 12 and a half minutes. He hits a step back three. He makes a read for a layup, I believe. And, you know, it's it's quiet. But there's a little bit of compete at the point of attack. And and there's also Boucher giving you 15 minutes. Gary, obviously, 35 off the bench. Thad came in for six minutes, although I wasn't that impressed with Thad's minutes, but that's okay. 
Anyway, this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and it is brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, here's the thing about Goldfinger Law. The really great thing, you only pay if you win. That means if you lose, you aren't paying. I love not paying for stuff. It means that it's free. And okay, certainly you don't get anything, but the time is spent. You gave it a shot. You didn't win. Well, I guess you don't pay. If you do win, there you go. You pay. If you're interested, 416-730-1777. You know who paid in this game? The Wizards, yes. But also Pascal down the stretch. I just want to highlight this because I know people, when they listen to this podcast, yes, they want to see what what I see. They want to hear like, hey, what did you notice? And then they want to think, you know, frame that against what did I notice? You know, you and I, the symbiotic, we're, we're putting our brains into this. We're trying to figure out what's happening on a basketball court. But you also want to kind of relive the game. And Pascal, you're the viewer, you're probably frustrated with his defense down the end. He lost Kuzma in the corner before Beal, even though Beal traveled. But he lost Kuzma, you know, the, the old adage, see man, see ball, so that you can't get looked out of a passing lane. Beal looks him out of a passing lane. Kuzma hits a three. It's late clock. There's a heave. The shot goes up. Pascal, it's just him and Porzingis. Pascal waits under the rim instead of finding a body, right? The ball, sure, it takes a bad bounce, but it goes out to Porzingis. He fouls him and one. He gets a turnover, sending the Wizards up into transition after getting a triple, a triple team that he didn't see. And he also gambled on Beal when the ball, sure, it was a little bit loose, but generally you just stay at home. He gambled on Beal. Then DeLon Wright, his check, hit the three. And then to start overtime, you know, there was a dig by DeLon Wright that went into a, a tip, and it was a great dig by DeLon. But Pascal, you got to be better at recognizing when the help is coming. Like, please, this, this, is, this is a big part of your playmaking package. You have to recognize this stuff. Yes, great, great by DeLon, sure, but... Still, they lose that tip. It's just like a slew of really bad plays and plays that could have been avoided, honestly, to some degree, right? Like just a little bit more in the game, a little bit more intense. And so he struggled immensely down the stretch. Cost Raptors points. The good news, and it's stretching it a little bit. Well, actually, no, it's not stretching it. The right, This is a tough matchup for him. We saw it last game. We see it this game. The double big lineup that the Wizards put out there, the size, even even if it's not Porzingis and Gafford, who are big and affect Pascal's shot chart immensely, then it's Denny Avdiha and Kyle Kuzma, right? Like these are big guys too. He's seeing a lot of space and he clearly, clearly wasn't feeling his jumper a ton. He didn't put up a single three in this game and or sorry, he put up one and he missed it, but it was low field goal attempts. He's He's moving the ball. He's a decoy in some actions. He's not giving you the production you're typically looking for. Some of that is scheme. Some of that is passiveness. Some of that is having a tough time creating. And, and you know, you kind of have to make your bones with that. And Pascal, in a different matchup, has to come back stronger. And when they play the Wizards again towards the end of the season, you got to come back stronger and find a way around it. Um, but, but to get back to it, when he did find... You know, whether it was DeLon Wright or Corey Kispert or anything like that, who the Wizards were playing for that shooting pop. He, man, he shot the hell out of the ball. Same with DeLon. <laughs> there was some shooting going on with the Wizards. Um, but they doubled the ball. I counted, I think, four or five doubles where 
it's a hard double. The ball went out. And while I know a lot of people focused on late when Pascal got that double on the 45 extended, he bounced past to Fred. Fred missed a wide open three. For a lot of people, that's the intersection of two very stressed ideas about those two players. Pascal deferred in the clutch and Fred missed an open shot, right? There were other shots hit, of course, and the Raptors do end up winning this game. But if, you know, we we kind of observe this game through anecdotes oftentimes, and that play will stick in people's minds, of course. But the good news is that the Raptors, in overtime, they kept seeing doubles Pascal Siakam's way, and Pascal would pass out of them. The, pl- the plays would be made afterwards with that man advantage, and the Raptors found their offense down the stretch. Nice to see. That's mostly how they succeeded. And, and just good job moving the ball, cutting, filling, especially like Gary and Fred, um, working off of that space. Because whether the Wizards double or not, they're staying big down low. They, they sent the double from the top, right? Or they send the double from the sideline. They're not going to bring the big up. The big is there to help. And and they were very mindful of that. So that Pascal couldn't beat a guy and have a lane to the rim. So that Scotty couldn't beat a guy and have a lane to the rim. And so that's kind of how the Raptors succeeded late was that help came from the top. They start that side, top side action. They make it work. They find shots. And they win the game. Whew. They managed to figure it out. And good for them to do it. <laughs> It is, I understand if people are box score watching, if they kind of check in and see OG six points, two for 11 from the field, 0 for six from three. Yeah, I mean, you want to say, hey, what the hell happened here? And yes, a lot of missed shots happened there. There wasn't much going on offensively. But the very important thing is that OG once again took away one of the best scores in the NBA. And down the stretch, wow, the Wizards... They spent most of their shot clocks trying to switch OG off of him. And that switch, most times, ended up being Fred Van Vliet. And I don't want to divert away from OG very much, but Fred did a really good job hanging in against Beal. The Raptors' help principles were also very strong. They would dig from the weak side, or sorry, they'd rotate from the weak side to get to the rim. they dig from the strong side. They're sending help, everything short of a double, right? And Fred doing a pretty good job moving those, shuffling those puppies, moving those feet, staying in front, keeping the hands active, poking the ball, resetting so that that drive comes with like, you know, six or seven seconds on the shot clock instead of 12. And especially Fred and OG working that DeLon and Beal screening action most often to make sure that the Wizards are going into the back end of the shot clock so that even if they have to throw a lot of attention at the via rotation, dig or whatever, that the rest of the team, you're hurried up. You can't keep probing to get to the good shot. It's You have to take whatever's there. It's the end of the shot clock. So a lot of work done in the front end of the shot clock by the Raptors defense saved them in the back end because Beal was getting by Fred sometimes for sure, but you throw that help. Help is way different at the start of the shot clock than it is at the end. Everybody knows this. You can keep probing Search for where they sent the extra help from. Maybe they sent it from the like way off in the weak side, right? They're zoning up a massive area of the floor. If it's late shot clock, you don't get to really probe and search for that. You don't get to, you know, explore that further. You just have to take what's currently available. And if it's front end of the shot clock, then you can really find some great shots. The Raptors worked very hard in this game down the stretch. They pushed the Wizards back to the end of the shot clock. They found stops. 
they win by seven. Very nice to see. Um, and throughout the game, I think like really gritty lineups found their way. That was a great thing to see. They also in the second quarter, just kind of to juxtapose, I wrote this piece wherein I didn't give Fred very much credit, but I wanted to investigate, you know, so if the Raptors lost last game, right? They, they did. They, let's say they lose the fourth quarter, 36 to 10. Everybody and their mom is going to say, what happened in the fourth quarter? To lose by 26 in 12 minutes, what happened? Naturally, it's, it's an aberration to lose by that much in that short amount of time. Now, what if they lost by 26 in eight minutes? Okay, that's what happened. Fred was off the floor for eight minutes. The Raptors lost those minutes by 26 points. This isn't saying Fred is the hero. Fred, they're on the you know verge of collapsing when Fred is off the floor. It's saying this is such a weird statistical aberration. What happened here? So I looked at that and found some things that don't involve Fred. It's not about Fred. It's just his absence creates the point. You're like, okay, what's happening here? Anyway, people were giving me flack about that because they don't read the articles anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is they struggled in that stretch. The first time last game was against a zone defense. They allowed a 12 to two run against the zone. This time around in the second quarter, the Raptors, they had a nine to two run going the other way. They won that stretch and the wizards didn't run a bunch of zone in this game because the Raptors kind of figured it out. A big deal is that Gary and Fred both hit threes in this game. Last game, they didn't. I've done videos on this. I've broken down the Raptors zone offense before, what they typically run. They like to manipulate from the sidelines to try and open up the middle or probe the middle to open up the sidelines. They don't run a ton of stuff above the break except disguised flares. In this game, for example, we see a really nice little, I think it was Scotty Flash's middle or Jakob. God, I don't even remember. And so the side of the zone kind of collapses in. Then the Raptors, they run a pin down for Fred coming up the sideline two above the break. He hits a three. It's like a little zone buster. Nice plays to get the Raptors through this thing. You have to be able to work your magic in the middle of the game, in the less glamorous aspects. Like Pascal struggling so much to end the game defensively is made a lot easier, not by him, but by Precious, for example, defending the hell out of these middle transitional lineups by the Wizards and making sure that the Raptors win his minutes because if Precious is really good, then guys like Fred and Gary are more looked after defensively. You don't see their hiccups. You don't see them getting blown by because Precious is solving things on the defensive end. And then those guys get to give you 25 and 26 points and be these massive bonuses for what you're trying to do. It makes everything more tenable. And that's you got to get through the middle of the game. you got to figure it out. And you have to build leads because as bad as the Raptors were in clutch time, as bad as they were, they went into clutch time with the lead, which means they lost it all. They went into overtime, and they were just tragic down the stretch, but they built that lead. It's a 48-minute thing, and short of an eight-minute stretch where you lose by 26, you know, like a, a complete aberration, these types of things, you got you to make your way through every single portion of the game, and that's what I mean by the Raptors, a team win, tons of contributions all over the roster. Like Fred and Gary, that backcourt, which technically isn't really the backcourt of this game because Scotty was the starting shooting guard, you know, in quotation marks, let's say. But Fred and Gary giving you 51 points, 14 assists, and zero turnovers is just crazy 
volume and value and efficiency from your backcourt. They really carried on the offensive end. But the rest of the roster figuring out, like, we have to shake and move. We have to be gritty. We have to grind, and we have to make this work defensively. They did that. Also, some extra offense, like offensive possessions and stuff like that. It's not a mystery that Achua was able to win his minutes by 17 points because he's playing with the shooters, and they're getting stops on defense and some runouts. You're you're winning your minutes if he brings his A game. Nick Nurse talked about this before the game. It was gritty. It was gross. It was grimy. It was all these things. But the Raptors, they figured it out by the end of it, and I'm very happy they did. <laughs> they needed to take. They needed a split, or they needed two and zero against these Wizards. That's you. You can't take. If you came in here and you lost both of these, that's a tremendous setback. And also with Washington, they want to be in the playoffs. They're in this. They like. I think the Raptors are a better team than Washington, but Washington is going to be in the picture. The Raptors are now one game up on Washington. Okay that's good for that reason but also if they had lost this then they would have guaranteed lost out on the tiebreaker against washington if things get kind of hairy in the seating positions play in playoffs whatever right something to consider they helped um this this was a very important game and the raptors they managed to win it not everything went right not everything went perfect but they figured it out and they won the game it's not easy um, I, I would give the Reggie Evans award to OG. I know that it's not it's not like he had a bunch of rebounds or anything. This is this is typically like I wonder what is the Reggie Evans performance? And sometimes it's tough to tell, like, you know, what's what's really happening with it. But it's easiest to quantify by effort. And I thought OG just hustled his booty off, man. He really, really got after it. And um, yeah, awesome to see him in this game. Top quick reaction comment is from CJT, quote, I don't really care about his numbers tonight. I thought Scotty was good all night from an energy and effort standpoint. Love to see him keep this up, end quote. I thought his length helped them a lot on defense, and the Raptors were able to keep him away from the point of attack more often in this game than they were last game. That's a big deal, too. And also, this is the thing about the, the middle parts of the game, right? Scotty pushing pace, making like really great reads in the half court, the types of plays that you don't necessarily get from anywhere else on the roster. Some passes, some reads that only he can make, and especially coupled with his length and his passing talent, the precision, how he can fit passes through windows that nobody else on the Raptors can. You're going to find some buckets during a game just from Scotty that don't exist if anybody else is touching the ball. Um, it goes vice versa, of course, but that's what a, being a coach is, is maximizing these these different aspects of your stars, of your best players. And Scotty is going to give you that stuff. He did in this game, uh, you know, a, a decent number of assists tonight. And the defense, I thought, like the compete level was good. His length was a huge additive in that regard. And also just some some grimy buckets, getting it, working it on the inside, a little bit of driving pop at the start of the game. Sure, that subsided when the Wizards decided, you know, hey, we're going to send a little bit more attention your way when you drive. We're going to shade a little bit harder. Sure. But as far as just bringing stuff over the course of his 35 minutes, yeah, good Scotty performance. Agreed. And I think we're probably on the verge of a big Scotty performance, like a big game. Like we're going north of 25 points. I can feel it 
bubbling up. I don't know why, but CJT, thanks for writing in. Anyway, listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you're getting into this on YouTube, thanks for watching. Like the video, subscribe. If you aren't, I hear it helps. The most important one, subscribe to raptorsrepublic.com. It's the most important. <laughs> it, it's, it's what gets me paid, basically. And I think it's worth the money. I'm biased, of course, but yes, I do believe it. And if you're listening to this on the podcast channel, thanks for letting me chop it up with you. I've enjoyed it so very much. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.